the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it is that time of year when we start to think about high school graduations and uh, graduation parties and moving on to new lives and avenues that lead us to new lives, which puts uh, kids in focus. And over the weekend, a lot of headlines have kids in focus, and the focus is not good. That is where we begin a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. We will talk about education and uh, putting kids on the right path with Dan Gibson of Columbus Classical Academy at 12.05 today. We'll have our normal Monday visit with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management at 12.35. But uh, locally and nationally, uh, the headlines are very depressing uh, when it comes to kids. Uh, We have uh, a TikTok challenge that has led to the death of a 13-year-old boy uh, who lives south of Washington Courthouse. Uh, ABC6 has the story. Uh, the TikTok challenge was to uh, take the over-the-counter medication Benadryl, supposedly to get a hallucinogenic effect. Uh, the problem is that uh, 13-year-old Jacob Stevens took 12 to 14 Benadryl pills at once, and his body went into seizure. He was on a ventilator for six days, and his family is sh- is sharing the picture of him on a ventilator. Uh, because uh, he had no brain activity and he was uh, not going to ever wake up again. Uh, this is a s- unspeakably tragic story. He appears by all accounts to be uh, a very fine young man who fell prey to uh, a social contagion, trying to follow a bad example set by others or in the most nefarious uh scenario masterminded by uh, a company owned by the Chinese and he ended up dead uh, these kinds of things happen all too frequently in our country uh, we see evidence of the kind of mob mentality and follow the leader mentality and doing whatever it takes to be cool or deemed to be cool uh, in the lawlessness that ensued Friday and Saturday night in Chicago. Have you seen the video? Hundreds of kids uh, running loose on the street, attacking tourists, vandalizing cars, smashing windows, jumping on vehicles. Of course, somebody's got a gun. Of course, course somebody ends up uh, shot. Uh, Teenagers are the victims. Where are the parents? No idea. Um, In inner-city Chicago, like inner-city Columbus, all too often parents are not a factor uh, in the home. That's why our friend Pastor Mark Hampton on Friday night held his uh, summit on the west side, trying to pull kids who seek their identity in things that are not good for them, uh, trying to get them on the straight uh, path to recognizing what potential they have and realizing what dangers are out there 
if they fall prey to that kind of follow the leader mentality. The worst uh, scenario happened over the weekend in Dadeville, Alabama. Now, I'm not sure, but I might have been to Dadeville, Alabama at one point in time. I went down to visit a friend in a small Alabama town one time, and it, that name kind of strikes a chord with me. It's a town of about 3,000. I came from a town similarly in size to that, typically, and I live in one now. You typically don't think of a mass shooting happening either A, at a Sweet 16 birthday party, or B, in small-town America. You know, what happened in Chicago Saturday night, unfortunately, is pretty common. To a big city. We wouldn't blink if it happened in Detroit, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton. We wouldn't blink, right? Uh, Big city things happen. Dadeville, Alabama? A sweet 16 birthday party? Uh, Four people shot dead. Kids. 15 other teens shot and hospitalized, nine in critical condition, six released. Uh, nobody knows who did it. Nobody knows why they did it. 10.30 on a Saturday night. Uh, one of the young men killed was a few weeks away from graduating from the local high school, was a scholarship football player to Jacksonville State University. He's kind of a local hero, you know, in a small town, the football star is somebody that has a certain degree of fame. Um, he's, he's dead now. And the, and the girl whose Sweet 16 party it was, also dead. Uh, so, I'm just, wow, right? And they're trying to make sense of this. And what happened? Will we get answers? Does anybody know anything? It's dark. What are the chances? There's a lot of hopelessness out there. A lot of hopelessness out there. And kids seem to be gravitating more and more and more toward things that are really, really bad for them. Why? Because no adult has ingrained in their lives perspective bordered by discipline, which sets expectations which ingrains consequences for bad behavior, right? You don't decide one minute to be a decent high school student invited to a Sweet 16 party and say, I think I'll take a gun in case anybody messes with me. No, that's a decision you've made. You've progressed toward that decision. The journey anywhere that takes you a 1,000 miles off course is a journey of a 1,000 tiny steps away from Behavior that is acceptable, orderly, normal, what we used to consider normal, now we consider law-breaking abnormal. And in that vein, this headline caught my eye, Columbus Dispatch. As senior tag season returns, Central Ohio police remind kids to keep their clothes on. Huh? Now, I was a senior in high school way back, okay? And... I remember as a senior, the last couple days of school really weren't school. You were taking finals, and if you were a senior, you didn't have to take finals, but you went to school because you had water fights, 
or you had, you know, just kind of like lorded over the people who had to take finals that you didn't have to. Well, a lot has changed since then, according to this story. A popular spring rite of passage. So this is not new, okay? It's like a rite of passage. This is normal. Senior tag is a way for soon-to-be high school graduates to break away from parents, school officials, and authority, and sometimes their clothing in what is supposed to be a mostly harmless outlet from classwork. Oh, nice lead there, Dean Narciso. Naked kids is supposed to be a mostly harmless outlet? I think that's probably not mostly harmless if the kids are naked. He writes, in past years, it has involved trespassing, nudity, and dashing into streets to avoid being hit by water cannons. And he quotes Westerville Police Lieutenant Greg Franey. He says, school officials there are trying to cut this off before it gets started. The quote from the police lieutenant, they like the concept of senior tag, but the concept of getting naked and hiding is concerning, you think? It's like senior tag has matured. I would I would not use the word matured. I would use the word devolved. He continues, I'm also wondering if maybe we're so into our electronics that we don't go outside as much. So what is this? So the kids apparently divide up into teams to compete in a game of tag, which I'm sure they draw up all kinds of rules for this. It's a round-the-clock game of tag. I know you're waiting to find out, why are they naked, Bruce? Because apparently, if you're naked, you're invisible, right? You can't be shot with the water cannon. You can't be it. You, you, you are invisible when you're naked, which, of course, you are actually more visible when you are naked, which I'm sure is part of the point. So, in the story from the dispatch, it says, 10 years ago, Westerville Police Chief Joe Morbitzer called the game a bad situation waiting to happen, with kids darting around in streets and private property. The Westerville Police Lieutenant Franey says, residents would call the police asking, why is there a naked girl running down the street? So, if you doubt that our kids are as impressionable as always, but the things that gain traction with them are more damaging because of the culture that we were in. Well, I think the headlines that I have talked about here at the outset of the show demonstrate that kids, though it's a new era and things have changed and blah, 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 We're more sophisticated now. We have more access to information now. And you can't parent like you used to parent. No, I think what it underscores is there's more of a need now to parent as we were parented. Discipline, parameters, consequences for action. Otherwise, in harmless situations, you end up with naked kids running so they don't get shot with a water cannon. And in worse situations, kids who get shot with real guns. Wow, speaking of uh, pandemic, uh, if we ever calculate, if we ever calculate all the mistakes we made during the pandemic uh, in learning loss, in the amount of wokeness that um, was unleashed upon our kids, and also in the amount of just overt government waste 
through the PPE program. And now comes this headline that some people in Ohio on the food stamp program, they call it the SNAP program, Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. Clerical errors were made. Imagine you you go to check your uh, SNAP balance. You're somebody who qualifies for food stamps, uh, which means you're not making a whole lot of money. And you look on your account and, oh, look at that. I have more than 30 grand in food stamps. Uh, The Ohio Department of Job and Family Services. Oh, I left out the unemployment benefits that skyrocketed and the lack of oversight in that. How many people were overpaid? Uh, This is apparently not news to Ohio Job and Family Services. They have a name for this. High balance SNAP accounts. Uh, show that more than $18 million have accrued on some people's food stamp accounts in the aftermath of the pandemic. 21 accounts had more than $20,000. More than 300 exceeded $10,000. They probably had to buy a yard barn to store all the extra food they could buy on their SNAP card. And another 2,200 people... So now we're up to 2,500 people with more than five grand on their SNAP cards. Uh, House Majority Leader Bill Seitz says, the question is, is there any way to recoup the money and put it back toward the program for people who still need it? I would be all in favor of that. Wow, way to go out on a limb, Bill Seitz. With, with Republicans who are wearing their Captain Obvious clothes to state legislative sessions, how can we go wrong in the state of Ohio? He would be in favor of getting back some of the SNAP benefits on a person's card who has more than $30,000. Good for you, Bill Seitz. Way to go, brother. (laughs) Uh, The average household, you want to know, say, wow, 30,000, is that way out of balance, Bruce? Uh, Yes. The average household, got an emergency allotment of $95 per month. So for a year, you get $1,200, except there are people in the state of Ohio, lucky you, who have more than 30000 and 2,500 of them who have more than 5000 which by my calculations would be more than four years' worth of SNAP benefits showing up on your food stamp card. Uh This might have been a red flag. I don't know. Just me talking. Might have been a red flag. Ohio Department of Job and Family Services reported issuing $397 million in SNAP benefits in October of 2022, up from $176 million in October of 2018. That's my West Liberty Salem High School math tells me that's more than twice as much. More than twice as much. Now, the extra payments, you got a little extra because of the pandemic, were supposed to end about two weeks ago. But shockingly, Ohio Department of Job and Family Services says they are behind the rise in high balance accounts. Yeah, you think? You think the extra benefits might be behind the rise in accounts? Uh, spokesperson for Ohio Job and Family Services says, In October of 2018, there were 100 high-balance accounts. In October of 2020, there were 
273. And then in October of last year, that number was 2,860. Yes, more than 10 times. I know everybody was busy during the pandemic. Everybody was scatterbrained (laughs) during the pandemic. But like in the midst of this escalating amount of benefits, is there anybody in the whole department, the low-level staffer, mid-level executive, high-level executive, A, anyone charged with monitoring this? Hey, looks like we're getting a little bit out of balance here on the amount of money that we're doling out. Or B, boy, uh, this doesn't look right. Could you, uh, you better tell Al in accounting or you better tell, you know, Virginia over in uh, something. No, no. SNAP benefits roll over from month to month, but they do not accrue indefinitely. So if you've got 30000 on your card, I would be buying like a truckload of pretzels or pancake mix or whatever it is you're eligible to get with that. And then you can just say, plead, you know, forgiveness. Always better to ask for forgiveness than permission when it comes to your SNAP card, I guess. Here's a quote from the uh, job and family services guy, Mr. Bill Teets. The caveat is that if the card is not used in nine months, benefits which are nine months old will be expunged. Who has 30000 on their card and they're not using it? Come on, Bill. Come on over into the real world. In other words, the benefits do not expire so long as I use the card at least every nine months. So in other words, they never expire. They never expire. Ohio has the authority to reduce allotments when there's been an overpayment and collect balances from the cards of deceased persons. Well, I bet, how much you want to bet? Just given the vigilance of Ohio Department of Job and Family Services, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm going to say that there are a lot of people in the state of Ohio eating on the card of dead people. Just me talking. Prove me wrong. But I bet I'm right. I bet I'm right. Here's really, I love this. I love this way they have of making you not be alarmed that your tax dollars are being misused in this way. And it's it's lovely that a Democrat in the Ohio legislature is making this point. Representative Elliot Forum of South Euclid says high balance accounts represent only 0.2% of all Ohio SNAP recipients. So that's supposed to make it okay. It's only 0.2%. So... What are you worried about? Here's what I'm worried about, Elliot. I'm worried about my tax dollars being misused for high dollar amounts of SNAP benefits. I don't mind paying what people are entitled to. I mind paying $100 a month and you got 30000 on your card. I can't even do that math in my head. I, that's what I mind. <laughs> I mind you not monitoring it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.